Amen, church. It's one of my favorite songs. We want to follow God all of our days, don't we? So, first off, good morning, contact family. It's good to see all you guys this morning. And what a great day to have some extra college students here, because if you might have noticed, we had a bunch of extra kids here today, too. I love it when that works out. The last few times that that's happened, uh, when we've had extra college students, we've had less kids, and then we had more kids the next week, and I was like, man, if only we could have timed this right. Well, hey, so if you remember last week, if you were here, we started our conversation on having 2020 vision. So, of course, it's the year 2020, so we're making jokes about 2020 vision, but really this is a serious thing, because what we want to do is we want to make sure that we are on track as a congregation, as a church, as God's people, doing the things that God is calling us to. So last week, we looked back at a lot of things that we had already done. This week, we're going to look ahead at some other things that are coming up. In the middle of the week, I said to myself, Self? Yeah, you're right. Self? I, I had half a plan. I knew exactly what I was going to talk about going looking backward. I had no clue what I was going to talk about looking ahead. So for a couple of the days this week, I said, man, where are we going? And the truth is, part of where we're going is the same kind of stuff that we've already been doing. A lot of the things that we're doing are great things as a congregation. But one of the things that we really want to focus on this year is being a congregation, I think. And some of the things that have happened in the past... Some staff has been doing it, or some little pocket over here has been doing it, but we want to be together as a church doing this, and this is our body, this is our family, all of us together are doing these things, so we want to be united in that front, and we want to go forward together. So, we're going to rehash a couple things from last week, we're going to talk about purpose and mission again, because those are great things to talk about. Remember, purpose, why we exist, mission, our task to accomplish. So we're going to look at that purpose again, I'm going to have a couple additional thoughts with it. We said this last week, we said our purpose is to grow disciples and develop leaders in every community of Tulsa and beyond. Here's some addendums. I thought about that for the week, and I said, there's something missing here. There's something missing based on the verse we looked at. Because remember, we looked at Acts chapter 2, and we looked at what the church was doing, and the purpose of the church, and a big part of the purpose of the church was what? Was meeting together for fellowship, for breaking of bread, listening to the apostles' teaching, and for prayer. And when we talked about growing disciples and developing leaders, that was part of that, but we needed something else. So we're saying to grow disciples, create kingdom community. That's what we want, right? We want a community that reflects the kingdom of God. God's kingdom is here, and it's still coming, and part of our task as the church is to be God's kingdom on this earth. And so one of the things that we want to do as part of our purpose is when people walk in here, we want people to know that they're in a little bit of heaven when they walk into this place and when they're around us. Because we get to carry heaven with us. We get to carry God with us. We have God living inside us, right? So this is a big part of our purpose. Now, Tulsa as a whole is still something that we care about. But as we talked about last week, we're really focusing, especially right now in 2020, on West Tulsa. And once again, if you're not living in West Tulsa, I'm not either. That doesn't mean that you don't belong as part of our mission. That just means, like I said, we're probably not going to do a cookout in your neighborhood. We're going to do it here in West Tulsa. We're going to be in these schools here in West Tulsa. All right, mission, what we're trying to accomplish, our task. 
We said this last week, Contact Mission Church of Christ serves to make disciples of Jesus Christ by planting seeds of hope and a future among youth and families from all walks of life and circumstances. We do this by following Jesus into Tulsa's apartment complexes and public schools to share the good news and create kingdom community. Some quick adjustments to that. We do this by following Jesus into West Tulsa's apartment complexes, neighborhoods, and public schools. We're not just going for the apartment complexes. We're going for every house and every person that's here in the neighborhood, right? We don't want to be too small in our vision to create, to share the good news, create kingdom community. As we serve, we also train and empower congregations and youth groups across Tulsa and beyond to do the same in their backyard. I don't remember if I told you this last week. One of the reasons that we started really looking at focusing on this neighborhood is we looked out the, the two windows here in the building. We looked out around and we said, we're telling people in other places to work in their backyard. Do you know any of these people in our backyard? We don't really either, and that's on, that's on all of us. And one of the things that we get a chance to do as a congregation and that we hope that you'll join us in is we want to go figure out who's in these houses. Whether or not they want to come worship with us, we want to be good neighbors. We want to share the kingdom. We want to share the love of God with them right here. Okay, so what are we focusing on in 2020? Just if you're wondering, this is a dumb aside, all right? I had to look it up because I said focuses, foci, foci, uh, F-O-C-I is the plural of focus in scientific and mathematic contexts. But according to the Oxford Dictionary, you use focuses in any context that's not math or science. So this said math or science, so focuses. All right, these are the things that we're looking at for this year. And some of this is going to be familiar because we talked about this last week. First off, we are going to focus on Jesus as a body of Christ. Amen? What else are we supposed to be doing, right? If we're doing nothing else but focusing on Jesus, there's a great chance that we're going to go the right direction. Because if your eyes are stuck on Jesus, you've got to follow him where he's going, right? So if we just do that and nothing else this year, amen, praise God, great things are going to happen. How does that look? Everything we do should point to Jesus. All eyes on Jesus unifies us for our mission. We want to be one. So we may have talked about this a little bit before. I don't think I talked about it last week. I didn't talk about it last week. In September, Ron and I, some of the other staff, I don't know if Kyler got to watch it or not. We had some links to it. We watched this conference called the Church and Culture Conference that was out of North Carolina. And it was this minister, and if you remember that chart that I had up last week, that was that cycle. This is the same minister that created that chart. So he told this story, and this story has hit me hard, and it stuck with me. And so I want to tell it to you guys, and I've told it to everybody I've walked past for the last few months. But he's at this church, and it's this huge congregation, mega church called Mecklenburg Community Church in North Carolina. And they have multiple campuses. They've got all these people. But at their main central campus, they are going under some heavy repairs. And it's almost time for Easter. And they're going to have a big Easter service. But because of the construction, they can't hold the service at their building. So they say, hey, you know what we're going to do? we got a lot of people here. We're going to go rent a stadium and use part of that stadium for our service and it'll just be a good time, it'll be space we need, and it'll be a good thing. So they rented it out, it went incredibly well, they had tons of people, and they said, this is a great thing, let's do this again next year. 
So they did it again the next year, and the next year they invited contemporary Christian musicians to come out. It doubled in size, and there were just all these people there, and they said, this is incredible, let's do it again. They did it again a third year, even bigger. End of the third year, minister sat down with the elders. He said to them, how many people do you know of that have come to know Jesus because of our service on Easter. It takes a ton of money. It takes months and months of planning. How many people have come to know Jesus because of this service? And the elders said, well, we don't know. And he said, okay, your task is to go find out how many people have come to know Jesus from this. How many do you think he needs for them to keep going? I don't know what the number is. The elders go out, they talk to people, they talk to the community, they go find out. They come back and say, well, what we discovered is that, in fact, no one who is not from churches is coming to this service. All the people we didn't know that were coming to this service were from other churches who shut down their Sunday service and came to this giant thing on Easter Sunday. Not a single person that we can determine came to know Jesus because of this service. So you know what the minister said? Pull the plug. If it's not introducing people to Jesus, it is not worth our time and our money. That's who we want to be. So one of the big things that we talked about that happened last year is our Christmas store. And our Christmas store got revamped this year because of this. Because we said there are all these people that are coming to this Christmas store and we'll see them again next Christmas store, and we don't talk to them or do anything with them in between. But if we change who comes to the people who already worship with us that need that, and to people in the neighborhood that we're already going out and hanging in, there's a great chance we're going to see those people more often. We're going to be in their lives. We're going to be in their communities. We're going to be around their kids at the schools. We're going to be doing stuff where we have more chances to bring them into the building, but also just to introduce them to Jesus. We said, yes, this is the right plan. Everyone was way more excited about it. There's still a lot of work to be done with that because we had the Christmas store. It was great. A majority of the people who came were local, but now we've got a bunch of addresses, and we need to go visit all of them to go pray with them and to go share Jesus with them. So if you've got some free time and you need something to do, we're going to be hitting that hard here in the next few weeks because we've got to go follow up and make sure that we are focused on Jesus. Giving kids Christmas presents is a great thing. Sharing Jesus with a family is eternity, right? All right, second thing. Focus on worship. We already talked about this. We want to make sure that Sunday is a time for worship. I think that that's going better. Kyler, in case you didn't know, you guys know Kyler. You've seen him all all year. Kyler started full-time here as a minister on staff about two weeks ago, all right? So Kyler, his wife Ashley, and their kids are going to be here with us. There's still a lot of transition things going on. Kyler also leads worship uh, at Park on Sunday mornings right now. And so there's going to be some transition time as that shifts over uh, to being here more and more. But he's already here for Sundays. He's here during the week. So we're excited about that. One of the things Kyler's going to get to do is, is continue to help us improve uh, this time so that we can not be thinking about all the structure, but be thinking about God and praising God in this time. And that's an exciting thing. We also want to make sure, of course, we have great things going on in classes. I hope that the, the men's and women's classes have been edifying so far and something that's been encouraging and helped us grow. We're hoping that there's going to be more exciting stuff like that 
that goes on. So worship, teaching, fellowship, communion, prayer. This is a big thing that we're about, right? We want to make sure that we get to worship together to grow spiritually as we grow in our relationship with each other too. Number three, where I talked about this, focus on 74107. I don't need to belabor this. We're working in this community right now. And this is the fourth thing that we didn't talk about last week. So we're going to focus beyond this year too. And this is part of this idea that we want to make sure this is something, the things that are going on at Contact are things for the whole church of Contact. Everyone, everyone involved. This isn't stuff that just a little pocket's doing. We don't want just some group to be volunteers and some group to be people that are being served. We all want to be servants of God together because this is your community. This is your church, right? And we want to go and spread the good news. So first thing is we got a bunch of college students here today. And you guys know that we have groups that come in and out on different Sundays. During the summer, we've got all these youth groups that come. And that is an opportunity for us to get to love some people that are coming in, right? There's a lot of chance there. They are coming here to love us. We're going to one-up them on love this year, okay? It's not a competition because there's plenty of love to go around with Jesus. But we want to make sure that we are sharing Jesus with those folks that come to serve us too. That's thanking people big time for the meal. That's giving these teens, these college students a hug. That's making sure that we get to know them some as they're sitting in here and that we can talk to them about what their future is and encourage them along the path to become more like Jesus because we want these kids, these teens, these adults that come in to be encouraged and to see that there's something amazing going on here at Contact and that we're excited they get to see it and be part of it. We have a lot to offer here because our People look different than a lot of other places. And that's a testament to the work that Jesus is doing here. And we get to share that. It's a great thing. Uh, second thing, how can we reach more people where they're at? Kyler and I especially, and this came out of that Church and Culture Conference, have been talking a lot about our digital space. Uh, this last week, notwithstanding, while I had bronchitis and didn't feel like it, but we've been doing a lot more on social media. You might have noticed, if you're on there, we're posting a lot more things. Some of that's useful. Some of it's, you know, just reminding people contact exists. But we've got some other things down the pipe where we're hoping to uh, find other ways to encourage people, to grow people, to help teach people things, even if they're not showing up in the building. It used to be that the way people came into church for the first time in most churches was in, like, small group settings. Now the way people are first introduced to church is they look it up on their phone. And so we want to make sure there's something there that people can see so they can say, hey, this place is a place I want to be a part of. And there's something incredible going on here. Uh, so we want to make sure that there's, there's good things for that. Did I miss something there? Okay. Double check him, just in case. Okay, so that's our big four things that we're really thinking about this year. We're going quicker today than we did last week. Uh, but I'm going to super change gears for a second. And we're going to get a little bit uh, political for a second. I know it. It's 2020. We got an election coming up this year. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. That's not what we're doing this morning. But I do want to share some thoughts, and we'll share more thoughts about this as we go through the year, because we want to consider who we are before anything else. So we're talking about our identity. Um... Is the gospel political? Yes. 
It is. When the first Christians were running around Rome and running around the Roman Empire, saying Jesus is Lord was a challenge to the established structure because everyone else said Caesar is Lord and they wouldn't say it. They would only say Jesus is Lord. And as we think about that and as we try to figure out ways to apply it to our lives today, I'll have some more thoughts on that in a second. I want you to watch this clip. We're going to watch a clip from a movie. If it works, if it doesn't work, then I'm sorry. I'll post it online. Uh, The movie is probably my favorite movie. It's called Kingdom of Heaven. It is a movie about the Crusades. This scene takes place in Jerusalem. Orlando Bloom is the main character in it. He is a knight. Uh, His father had recently found him. He had been a blacksmith. His father took him to Jerusalem. He started rising in power, and he's going to have this scene with this king. The king has leprosy, which is why the king has a mask over his face. Um, This takes place in the 12th century, I think. And I just want you to listen to this clip, and then we're going to talk about it for a second, and then talk about a couple more things, and talk about Jesus. Um, So hopefully this is going to work. I'm going to turn the lights so you can see better, because it's dark. When you stand before God, you can't say, someone else told me to do it, or virtue wasn't convenient then. It's not going to work. As we think about who we are this year, as you think about that, and not just in the political sphere, but in everything, because identity is such a deep thing. We're asking the question, is who or what are you first? We call ourselves a lot of things, right? When we think about ourselves in our head, we think about many things. Maybe you think about your political party first. I'm a whatever. Maybe you think about your ethnicity first. Your sexual identity. Your nationality. Your job title. If any of those things are the first thing that drives you, you're missing it. Our identity, who we are, before anything else, must be determined by Jesus. If you are not a follower of Jesus before anything else, There's a problem. There's a problem for how we're going to interact with the world. There's a problem with how the world's going to interact with us. We don't want to betray the witness of Jesus by letting somebody else dictate how we act. I am not going to submit to a political party's ideology because no political party says yes to Jesus. I don't care how some things might seem. Nobody is doing the things Jesus did. Because the things Jesus did, he let people kill him. He laid down his life, right? Are we going to be willing to be broken in half for the people around us? Is it worth more to us to take care of someone who we don't even like than our own life? Because that's what Jesus did. 
So we're going to read a couple of passages. We're going to start with the fruits of the Spirit, because these are the things that are going to come out of you as you follow the way of Jesus and identify with Jesus. And we're going to backtrack from there. We're going to look at the Beatitudes, and then we're going to look at the story of the sheep and the goats. And these are these actions and attitudes that should be shaping us, that are going to be showing us, helping us to understand how to follow Jesus, that are going to guide us towards who we need to be, that hopefully will inform this other list of things, right? Because these things have to be a distant, distant second to Jesus, right? Right. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. You're going to gain the whole world, you lose your soul. All these things. Galatians 5, 22-23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy. You seen a lot of joy watching the news cycle? Peace. You seen a lot of peace watching the news cycle? Patience. You seen a lot? Yeah, I could just do that every one, right? Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Self-control. I don't see any of those ever on the news or when we're talking about politics. There's no law against these things. That means you can do them and be safe. Matthew 5, 3 through 12. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. About what? About when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all kinds of evil against you, not just for any reason, because you follow Jesus. Be very glad, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Last passage. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. And the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, you invited me into your home. I was naked, you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. 
I was in prison, and you visited me. And the righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty, give you something to drink? Or a stranger, show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. In those three passages, where did you see the stuff that the world around us is telling us we need to be doing? It wasn't in there, was it? Because the things of this world are not the things of this kingdom. And if we have any leader that's not Jesus, if we submit wholeheartedly to someone else, we've lost the way. We've lost the way. My favorite quotes I didn't put up here, Tony Campolo says, I love America. It's my favorite Babylon in the world. But it's still Babylon, and we're called to come out of her. There's some great things that this country does. There's some terrible things this country does. We can't say that about Jesus. Jesus is only good all the time. Praise God. We get to be part of the kingdom of God. And he's invited us in. So what are we going to do? We're going to think souls. We're going to show up. We're going to end our lives for the kingdom. We're not going to get distracted by what the world's trying to lead us into. We're going to choose to be focused on Jesus this year and let Jesus lead us. Because you know you turn on that TV, it's going to try to take you all kinds of other ways and make you angry about things that Jesus would not care about. And make you in the wrong position of things Jesus would care about. Because the world wants something different and wants to pull you down. But Jesus knows what you were made for. And he wants you to be one of his children. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. He'll give you everything you need. If you need to start following Jesus today, if you need prayers, if there's anything else you need, come forward and do that while we stand and sing.